Welcome to another episode of the Daddy Unscripted Podcast, part of Osiris Media. My name is Tim Wheaton, and I am your host. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Daddy Unscripted Podcast. Thank you all for coming back for another episode. I am bringing you another kind of, well, I I keep saying they're going to be shorter or briefer episodes, and they end up being kind of the same length as the normal one. But this one, for real, I mean it this time. This is going to be a shorter episode than the norm as I'm just trying to honestly get this out at the exact perfect time for what the title of this episode is, which is help. We have a teenager. You have to say it like that. You can't just read it like help. We have a teenager. Okay. You have to read it that way. So I'm sure you all read it that way from the get go. And it is a tongue in cheek call for distress. You don't need to send anybody to our house or any help. Although I will have a request for all of you at the end of this episode. Okay, so stay tuned for that. Look at that little cliffhanger. Yeah, Uh, the guy is just hanging. It's like the Sylvester Stallone movie, not the Ace Ventura 2 movie where they did a spoof on Cliffhanger and there was a raccoon, I think, hanging from the wire between the two mountains. I I barely remember. Anyway, before I get too deep, I'm really early on. I'm going to do the business part of this and remind you that Daddy Unscripted is extremely and always proud to be a part of Osiris Media and the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is absolutely the leading storyteller in music when it comes to podcasts, when it comes to YouTubes, when it comes to culture podcasts as well. And you say, what does Daddy Unscripted have to do with music? Well, I do have music guests on and I talk about music and there still is going to happen. I believe this year we will have a significant musical guest on that is a fantastic singer songwriter um god i just she is awesome and we'll see when that happens i'll let you know but anyways osiris has a new podcast that came out this month in september of 2021 it's called highway butterfly the stories of neil casal The Neil Casal Music Foundation and Osiris Media announced the launch of this, which is a companion podcast that was presented in the lead up to the release of a tribute album called Highway Butterfly, The Songs of Neil Casal. So the podcast launched on September 10th. It includes interviews with a ton of artists and singers and songwriters and other people that were involved in this huge project. Highway Butterfly, the songs of Neil Casal serves as a tribute to the life and music of the gifted singer, songwriter, musician, Neil Casal, who very, very sadly passed away a couple years ago now. And it is a sprawling 41 song collection. It is 
either five LPs or three CD box sets that brings together a galaxy of rock and roots luminary, including Susan Tedeschi and Derek Trucks, Bob Weir, His Golden Messenger, The Fruit Bats, Steve Earle and the Dukes, Jonathan Wilson, Vetiver, Shooter Jennings, Beechwood Sparks, Jamie Wyatt, Marcus King, Warren Haynes, Cass McCombs, Leslie Mendelson, Billy Strings, Nora Jones's Puss in Boots, and many others. All the proceeds from the sales and streams of the recordings will benefit the Neil Casal Music Foundation. So check out Highway Butterfly, the stories of Neil Casal, and listen to all of the stories from so many people that were involved in this project and continuing to just, like I said, honor that lifetime of such a great musician and man, Neil Casal. So find that anywhere you find your podcast. That is brought to you by Osiris Media, who are also partnered with Jambase. Check out jambase.com for the latest on where concerts are happening around you, your favorite bands, what they have coming up. I just saw something for a band that was getting ready to get back on the road in 2022 that announced new dates. So check that out, jambase.com, for all of the concerts and music news that you're looking for. Okay, and now that I'm done with the business, I can get to the real business of this episode. Help! We have a teenager, which is perfectly in time with the fact that I am recording this the day before my daughter is turning 13. She turns 13 tomorrow, which I'm hoping to release this on her actual birthday And I'll say happy birthday, baby girl, which I call her that. That's always been my nickname. And man, does it get under her skin if I say it anywhere in a public place. We have had the conversation. She has asked me, why do you still call me that? And she actually went through the process. uh, This probably started maybe a year, a year and a half ago, where she tried out the idea of calling me dad out in public instead of daddy. And we had a conversation about that. And I said, why are you doing that? Why, Why have you stopped the daddy, the cutest, most fantastic word that I maybe have ever heard come out of a child's mouth directed at me? And now you are changing it to dad. Are you trying to be very grown up? Are you thinking that if you call me daddy, it makes you seem less mature to your friends? She did this. I think the first time I remember her doing it was at a friend's house of our families. So my wife and I are very good friends with the parents and the kids are there who are also almost teenagers. And that was the first time. And my God, it was so jarring when I heard my daughter say, yeah, do you want to do this thing with us, dad? And it was like the most giant record scratch on the planet. It was like an earthquake happened. And I was so complete. That's the perfect word because I was shook. I was completely shook by her saying that and hearing that. And we shared a brief moment of locked eyes and silence. And I think she repeated it again to try to nudge me into response. And it was so jarring that I just, I think I finally snapped out of it and answered her as I thought to myself, we'll come back to that. I will 
leave this little flag here, this bookmark, this dog ear of this page in the book of life. And we will come back to that at a later time. So I don't have that conversation with her in front of her friends. Now, for me, it's very different because I was a boy teenager. And I was thinking about this last week. I was trying to think back to my 13th birthday. Do I remember what I did on my 13th birthday? And I think, honestly, I think I spent it at Skateway, which was a roller skating rink, which is fairly close-ish to where I lived when I was in my schooling years of life. And you know, probably went there with a bunch of my friends and some of the girls from our school. So let me think about this. I would have been in, I turned 17 during my senior year in high school. So I would have turned 13 in my eighth grade year of high school, which is what my daughter is doing. She's a couple months behind where I was in my schooling. I was very young for my grade. I think I was one of the latest kids to get a driver's license when I was in high school and which was cool. I was fine asking all my friends for rides and all that kind of stuff. And I'm trying to remember in eighth grade, I may have been still dating or often on dating with this girl that I will not call out by name. Let's call her Xanadu. Let's go with Xanadu for her name. So Xanadu and I met in seventh grade and Xanadu came into our small private school where I had like 40 kids in our class and she joined the school year late. So she came from Northern California and we realized in the midst of talking as two kids who maybe fancied each other at that point, at that early point, but in the, you know, what's your favorite color kind of conversations of asking questions to get to know somebody, we realized that we had the same birthday, which was crazy. Then we realized it was the same year. Whoa, here's these two kids that are in the same private, very small school in a place where we did not grow up and get raised in the same area of the state of California. And we now realize that we were born on the same day. That was like mind blowing to us. Then it turns out, I can't, I don't remember if this happened on that same, in that same conversation. I don't think it did. I think it happened later, but we realized that we were born in the same hospital. Did I give that enough dramatic effect with the pauses in the same hospital people? So these two kids that were all of those things that I just said magically brought together in the same small school, now realizing that they're born on the same day, in the same year, in the same hospital, and we found out we were born 13 minutes apart from each other. 13 minutes. So like we were absolutely in that same baby room together and our parents probably like congratulated each other and saw each other at some point on the maternity ward floor. Uh, my dad was not really a cigar person, so they probably didn't share cigars, but so crazy. 
And so, yes, of course, what do you do if you find out if you think somebody is cute and you find that out? You absolutely ask them to go steady. So we did. We went steady. We dated. So where? Wow. I'm in a massive tangent. I just apparently wanted to tell you guys that funky story. I think Xanadu and I, who has been appropriately named, were couple skate only sharing some of those. Some of you may, I'm totally dating myself with this, don't care, but some of you may remember the couple skate only, couple skate only this song that would come on while you were roller skating at a roller skating rink. And that meant if you did not have somebody to hold hands and skate with, you were going off and standing there and watching those other kids and believe me i spent plenty of time like on those outer rails just thinking oh my gosh i don't have anybody to couple skate with right now so this is now my daughter's time for that which we are not going and taking her she is not going roller skating just to say out loud but as a boy that was 13 It was very different for me, I understand, as four girls who, at that point in life, a lot of girls are already more mature in their ways of thinking than boys are. Not a a generalization. It's not across the board. Absolutely not across the board. But for the most part, like they're already starting to do a different level of maturing than boys are. And, you know, boys are starting to get to that. um, I'm really thinking of girls mode, which I completely am guilty of having done at that time of my life. I was a serial dater, serial. uh, What would you call it? I I went steady with I went out. I dated, not dated like I wasn't going on dates, but I had a a number of girlfriends during junior high and high school. And I think that I was finding myself absolutely and finding my taste, not my sense of taste, mind you, just my taste in who I wanted to date. What did I like? What was I into? Was it a hair color thing? Was it a um, body type? Was it looks over personality or vice versa. And if you went through my, like, even if we only did a, like a cop show presentation and the girls that I went out with all stood in a row, you would like be so confused because it was extremely, extremely clear that I did not have any kind of physical type whatsoever. Uh, It just that did not exist for me. And I think that that pretty much was my way through life. So now we are here with my daughter as she is in eighth grade and starting to see some of these things for the first time and experience them, have the thoughts, feel them, whatever. And, you know, I'm only getting what I'm getting as a parent of a now about to be teenager and a now teenager, like, you know, I've had to remind myself of this. What did I actually tell my parents about girls that I was interested in or girls that I was like, there was no sharing of information, nothing. And 
I don't really remember ever getting any kind of birds and bees talk from my parents at all, at all. I learned all of that from my boy friends, my male friends that I would hang out with. Like that was where I learned everything. So stuff that I didn't need to know and whatever. Plus the stuff that I would learn from movies, TV, even music, you know, as a, at that point in my life, humongous Prince fan already, boy, oh boy, was I learning things. Lots of them were going over my head, but I was learning things and I was ready to uh, bathe in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, let me tell you. I'm sorry, I should say I was ready to purify myself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. For those of you who got that, give yourself a big like round of applause from me right now. So I was, you know, learning all this stuff because also I had older brothers and sisters. So I was seeing movies that I should not have been um, all the way. I will admit all the way up to the rating of X um, due to uh, things that should not have happened um, at my gosh. um, I would say I was maybe either 12 to 14 or 11 to 14 because of a much older sibling. Um, I saw some things that I absolutely should not have seen. And yeah, so we'll leave it at that. But also like I saw bachelor party a bunch of times with the great Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh. If you want to see, um, Mr. Green Mile and Forrest Gump in an old school comedy movie that's basically just about partying and boobs, pretty much. Bachelor Party is your ticket. And I love that movie. God, I don't even, I can't even say how many times I saw it when I was a teenager. And all those kinds of movies that I was watching and taking this stuff, stuff in. And then push that against the backdrop of my dad being a pastor of going to a private school of being told these things in Sunday school, even about how I should not only be treating other people, but how I should be treating myself. There's a weird way to say that. Let's just, let's just throw it out there plainly and clearly like, learning that or hearing that uh, masturbation was a sin and that all of the things involved in that are a sin and what all of that paired with everything that was going on plus my hormones like it was a crazy teenage life for me I will just leave it at that so now I have a teen daughter in this very different day and age you know I remember when I was that age I had a friend who he found some adult magazines and we paged through them as, gosh, I might have even been a sixth grader at that point. And we paged through them and giggled and whatever at what we were seeing, knowing it was very naughty and whatever, and maybe not getting the exact same physical and mental response as I would have if I was in ninth grade. Um, But like all these things that I'd seen that were not as easily obtained. And now, my Lord, 
we have not allowed her to have social media yet. We are not ready for that. We feel like she would maybe be fairly responsible with it. But what is out there and what is thrown at you and what other kids do in shaming and in also shameful behavior and whatever is what really is keeping us from doing that. So I know things are going to happen. I'm not dumb. Like you're talking to the guy who was sneaking shots of straight dry vermouth out of his parents' cupboard when he was, this is me, I'm talking in third person. It's a little weird. When I was, I don't know, 12 and I was drinking vermouth and like not every day or anything like that. But I know things, I know kids do things. I was the master of sneaking out and doing things that I should not have been doing. So I'm not buckling down in a way that is like a monastery here at my house, but I am trying to walk that fine line as well of being knowledgeable, being involved. We are constantly telling our our children, but we're talking about my daughter at this point, that she can absolutely talk to us about anything. We are very open and progressive people um, and that she should not feel like there are things that she cannot tell us. We understand that there will be things that she feels uncomfortable talking about with us. And we hope that she turns to somebody else that is responsible and maybe not her age to talk about those things with, which she has a number of those kind of people in her life as well. So yeah, it is a really interesting time because of all the changes that are going on, all of the pressures that are put on her. You know, she is a a year away from being in high school, which is just crazy to think about. It has not been that long since she was saying her first words. You know, it's really is that cliche of being a parent where time flies and you blink an eye and they are now suddenly driving in high school and whatever, like it is going by way too fast. But aside from all of that, like is the true and extremely deep love that I have for her, the knowledge of really like the miracle of everything that I am even here on this earth to be able to have taken part in her birth and that I am a father to two kids and that all of this is, I mean, it really is like crazy and mind boggling when I take the time to think it through and think about that. But there is a reason that I call her still my baby girl because she is that to me and I feel like she always will be, and I want the absolute best for her. I want the best possible life for her, which means the things that she strives after, the relationships that that she has with other people, what she chooses as her life path, all of the, I want all of those things to just be amazing for her, but I'm also not going to step in and force her in any direction or anything like that. She is absolutely her own person as much like me as she may be. She is not me. I completely get that. So this is my call out to you guys as I pull this into a close as I'm realizing, help, we have a teenager. Okay, I have to say it like that, is 
How many of you have teenagers? How many of you have that experience? And what can you share with me? Even if you think it's the most obvious thing, because some of those, you know, you need to still get those reminders. So anything that you guys have to share with me, with each other, with us as a community around this, I would love for you to share. So do what is in your norm, but you can put something on Instagram. You can put something on Twitter. You can send it to me directly through a direct message on Twitter or Instagram. Um, you can send it to me in email at daddyunscripted at gmail.com. I'm on Daddy Unscripted and all those other places. I said this finally for the last time, my last episode. I am no longer on Facebook. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. And you could hear it in my voice at the end of all these episodes. Uh, every time I said that I'm still on Facebook, it came with a little caveat. I finally eradicated that from my life. And I feel fantastic. Like the women in those herbal essences commercials. I just feel like that. So if you post something to share it, put the hashtag, I have a teen on it. Just like that sounds. I have a teen and we'll all be able to see it and then I can see it. You can even mention Daddy Unscripted in it and I'll repost it and I'll reply to it and we'll interact with one another. But anything that you have experienced as a parent of a teen or that you are thinking back to your teens that are life lessons and learning lessons, post those out there. I'd love to see them. And Keep all of those ideas coming that you guys are still sending for guests. Reach out if you want to be a guest. It's been a while since I've had a guest. So, and that's, I'm, I'm not trying to do this on purpose. I, I don't like doing these solo episodes, but um, honestly, I've been busy and it's been difficult to nail down between myself and these guests that I've been trying to get on. So, but I need to do that. I need to get back to that. That's what this is all built on and should be about. So send me a message. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. And, um, you know, I will be here for you when you have a teen. And maybe you can be here for me when I have my teen now. And we can just give each other some support back and forth. Remember, as I say in every episode, if you are struggling with things that are going on around you, in your own world, if things are really bad and you feel like you need to reach out to somebody at a much higher level, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. I have a Google Voice number for any of you to use at any time. You don't have to give me your name. You don't have to tell me anything. Sometimes you just need to say things. and. You don't need anybody to do anything else but listen. If you do want me to reach back out, then leave me your number. I will absolutely reach back out to you in a safe way or via email or whatever. But that Google number is 872-444-6784. And you can leave a voicemail on there. So you guys have that number. I wanted to make sure I put those. Those will also be in the show notes. Okay, and I will also say, be good to yourself. Be good to your family. Take the little breaks that you need to take when you absolutely need to refill your tank. However you want to say that, if you want to say your cup is empty and you need to fill it or you don't have enough spoons. I know people like that spoons reference. Whatever you need to do, make sure that you're always taking care of yourself 
And then you can take care of others and just spread that love and that goodness and that kindness around out and out and out it goes. Not where it stops, nobody knows, but hopefully we can continue to make this world and our community and our spaces feel much better because there is so much love in them. Thanks so much, you guys. Should be a couple of weeks before the next episode and can't wait to hear back from you. Have a great rest of the week. 